Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of Digitalization Tech Talks, presented by my co-host, Don Mack, and myself, Jonas Narinder. So in today's episode, we're going to take a slightly different approach than usual, because instead of talking about how technology can help companies do things better, faster and more efficiently, we'll take a look at how companies can continue to care for these digital technologies once they have initiated their transformation journey. Now, some of the things to consider to keep the digital enterprise running includes having various types of support elements with key partners in place to ensure that you're able to maintain and continuously support your equipment. And since the introduction of new technologies, the way that service is being performed is definitely changing. Now, this just covers a couple of the topics we'll be talking about today. What's your take on that, Don? Hi, Jonas. I definitely agree that utilizing some of the approaches that we've discussed in past episodes and, and others, some of the you mentioned, will get you on the right track to start on the digital transformation journey. But that really is just the first step. If a deployed solution is not sustainable, any benefits that the end user gains from the implementation can quickly disappear. So considering early on how to keep the digital enterprise up and running is almost as important as getting there in the first place. And I'm really eager to learn about considerations and challenges in this area, as well as methods to accomplish it. Okay, so let's get to it and introduce today's guest. Sajeev Kalarikal is the Automation Services Portfolio Manager within the Digital Enterprise Services. In this role, Sajeev is responsible for introducing services portfolio that helps automation customers maximize their plant availability and productivity, all working within budget, resources, and planning constraints. Welcome, Sajeev. Hello, guys. It's awesome to be here chatting with you. So thank you, Sajeev. Before we get too deep into the weeds on the topic, why don't you provide our listeners with your definition of the digital enterprise from a customer services standpoint? All right. Yes, a company can take advantage of opportunities offered by digital technologies, like company that uses digital technologies uh, to to improve the efficiencies and effectiveness of the processes and systems and operations. Uh, This can include the use of digital tools and digital platforms to automate and streamline operations and to enable better collaboration and communication within the organization. This focus on digital technologies and platform requires a new kind of thinking from a service perspective. Companies are taking a traditional services like spare parts, repairs, and maintenance combined with future technologies to modernize their plans. And that's exactly what we are going to be talking today. The digital transformation continues to pick up speed. This means this is not a one-time activity, but rather a constant process of renewal and change that has to happen faster and faster. And because of the complexity involved, many companies lack enough expertise in digitalization and automation to keep up with the space. This is where service experts come in. They not only have the technical knowledge, but also have the necessary experience with extensive digitalization projects to help get you the most out of the new opportunities. Thanks, Sajeev. Uh, If we consider both traditional automation systems as well as digital transformation tools and systems, once installed and up and running, if something were to break, the end user generally then calls customer service and if needed, request a technician. Is that the way, the most appropriate way to approach resolving issues that occur? 
Yes and no. Uh, while this is the traditional understanding of customer service and it works as a solution in that specific scenario, we encourage companies not to wait until something goes wrong and not to only rely on reactive, reactive troubleshooting. Our experience shows that regular maintenance and efforts to keep the automation system updated can extend its life and reduce disruptions and downtime. To remain competitive, it is important to not only improve the reliability of the plant, but also to provide the plant with access to new features and capabilities as they become available, allowing you to take advantage of the latest technology and innovation in process automation. Since the scope of customer service today, as you can see, is much more than what you would think, most service providers offer customizable service agreements. So, could you talk about some of the challenges that companies are facing when operating a plant run by a distributed control system, for instance, especially if they're not planning for any, let's say, unforeseen issues? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of them are like uh, downtime, failures, disruptions. You know, manufacturers experience an average of 800 hours of downtime every year. And more than 80% of the companies have experienced at least one unplanned downtime over the past three years. And the cost of an unplanned, unplanned downtime varies from industry to industry. And you would lose something like around 5% of productivity and as much as 20% loss in due, due to this downtime. So keeping the DCS system up to date with the latest technology and industry standards ensures the system is running with the latest and the greatest technology and the software. And keeping up your system up to date also means that you're making sure that the employees are able to handle or keep up with the technology. So may managing and coordinating various components of DCS systems like the controls uh, devices, the sensors, et cetera, which can be complex and time consuming, especially in large and complex plants. And plus add in the interoperability among multiple OEMs and systems. So the maintenance process can be really challenging. And on top of it, with all remote connectivities and everything like that, ensuring security and integrity of the DCS systems against the cyber attacks and security threats are paramount to ensure the productivity of the plant is, is maximized and the plant uptime is also maximized. So managing and maximizing uh, the productivity and minimizing the environmental impact of the DCS plant uh, is really a challenge. Companies must be prepared to address these and other challenges in order to ensure successful and efficient operation of the DCS systems. Wow, Sajeev, there certainly are an array of challenges for end users to consider. What are some approaches you would recommend to address these challenges? In other words, what are some of the must-haves for the maintenance of the plant? Yeah, this depends on the specific challenge and needs and the resources the company has, the priorities where they are at, and the current state of the plant. In the best case scenario, a company should be able to make the following checkboxes in considering ensuring the plant is running effectively. Expertise and specialized knowledge. Service providers can guide and support companies to maintain their DCS plan. Regular maintenance and support ensure reliability and availability of your DCS system to prevent and minimize the impact of failures or disruptions. 
upgrade and updates, use of technology and industry standards to keep your system up to date and provide learning opportunities for your employees to keep up with it. Keep skills gaps in mind and make sure that your employees feel confident and comfortable using the newest technology. Security and integrity. Implement robust security measures and protocols to protect against potential cyber attacks. Environmental sustainability. Implement sustainable practices and technologies to reduce environmental impacts of your DCS plant. It's not always possible for all the companies to invest in all these measures. But my recommendation then would be to discuss this with your service provider with the goals and set up action plans. Can some of these known core activities be outsourced to service providers? Yeah, that's definitely a good thing to consider, Sajeev. You mentioned skill gaps a couple of times, which is a concern that I'm also hearing from the companies and people that I'm talking to quite often. How does this affect, uh, let's say, the care and feeding of the digital enterprise, and how do you suggest addressing this? Yeah, the growing disparity between technical skills and knowledge required to operate and maintain modern technology systems and availability of the workers with those skills. Um, Yeah, this is a problem. This shortage of qualified workers requires companies to invest more time and resources in training and development. Alternatively, um, you know, we can always increase the dependence of, of the, on the service providers where you can outsource some of these works to them. Um, you know, reduced efficiency and productivity since many workers um, might not have necessary skills or knowledge to operate and uh, maintain the systems effectively. This again can lead to increased downtimes, errors, disruptions, and uh, impact of overall uh, performance of the plant. So, what are some of the approaches we can do in addressing these uh, concerns or issues in the year? As I mentioned before, uh, you know, obviously, dependence on uh, service providers is definitely an approach that we can use. Uh, but before doing any of those things, maybe a, a skills assessments to understand where uh, the employees are and where the gaps are. Defining a learning journey for different employees based on the assessment results and based on the role they are going to be performing in this and find out uh, what kind of um, you know skills training or learning journey fits best for your plan uh, it could be a combination of uh, learning events like face-to-face training uh, or remote training uh, 24-7 or on-demand trainings or platform accesses um, or even with a personal learning consultant over a period of time in this so there are multiple uh, options available and with new 3d virtual training software systems that are out there uh, these training can be even more customized and uh, uh, very engaging and interactive uh, for uh, for the plant environments. Yeah, and I think uh, like Jonas had mentioned, I'm also hearing about uh, how important the, the training aspect is. And, and, and regarding uh, solutions like 3D virtual training software in particular, I'm really starting to hear a lot about that these days. Uh, it does seem like it would take a pretty significant investment for companies in terms of time and, and, and money to be able to do that. Is, is it worth the investment to into these types of platforms, these 3D platforms. Yes, as I mentioned before, training staff is an essential step in manufacturing quality products. 
Unfortunately, it can also be one of the most time-consuming and logistically demanding steps in the process. 3D virtual trading is the next generation of training for companies. It opens up a range of exciting possibilities for breaking down the bottlenecks and barriers of traditional training while offering a more engaging and comprehensive training experience. See, traditional training, successful training relies relies on a number of factors, like how can we uh, schedule, uh, assemble all the people, all the students and the trainers, like uh, finding the suitable class uh, room environment, at the travel cost, um, and the language barriers all complicate the whole process in this. Even native speakers may sometimes struggle with reading and writing or listening for an extended period of time which adds another challenge for the traditional way of training the information retention. Now, with virtual training, you can eliminate or dramatically reduce all of these bottlenecks. Virtual training can be completed on students on schedule anywhere and they have, wherever they have access to their PC or the mobile tablet or, or mobile devices or anywhere, whatever delivery mechanisms they like. See, most plants nowadays have a 3D or CAD data or digital footprint of their plant available. Now, we can use that data to create a 3D virtual training solution for the customers uh, to train their employees uh, how to do maintenance, or repair, um, or um, or commissioning or you know whatever the uh, according to their plans and moreover this platform um, of training is now in a, in a more video game like gamified uh, mode of operation so it is more appealing to young talents and as I mentioned before these are available at any platforms either they can sit on the desk or they can be they can use this and watch this uh, on their mobile phone or or VR AR applications and all and moreover, this 3D uh, platform gives you more authoring and analytical tools available for the plan managers who set the goals for training these, uh, training their employees uh, for specified uh, level so that they can address the training gaps. Many studies have shown that we can retain knowledge significantly better in an active learning environment compared to a passive learning. Fast, flexible, and easy training creation uh, helps this 3D learning environment much more appealing. And while going through this uh, 3D learning environment, we have seen that the training time has reduced up to 50% the quality improvement resulting in manual mistakes have gone down 40% and reduction of cost intensive pre-production products and uh, physical prototypes and everything has come down dramatically with the application of 3D um, uh, virtual training environment. So clearly it's a win-win solution for the customers, for the employees and overall for the ROI. That sounds very exciting, Sajeev. I think also for me personally, because I definitely do prefer hands-on interactive virtual training over a PowerPoint you know, presentation any day. So I like the way this is going. I, I want to switch to another interesting topic, remote operations. We've talked about this a little bit on some of the previous episodes here in the podcast. It has become a critical part of plant maintenance, especially after COVID. But still, there are many plants that are hesitant to make it available or investigate how to make it work for them. So could you talk to some of the risks that are associated with remote connectivity and how they can be mitigated? 
Yes, uh, the challenges are real uh, with the remote operations, but the situation has improved over the past few years. And uh, COVID kind of fast-tracked the implementation of these uh, technologies, and the benefits now outweigh the risk if it is properly done. So what are some of the challenges with remote operations? These are some of the lists, but not complete. But who has access to uh, to your production line? Who all, uh, how can I ensure the high availability of this remote connectivity platforms? Um, uh, how complex is it to set up the remote connections complying to the standards and policies? Um, can remote operation interrupt productions? Um, how can you uh, make sure that, you know, the technicians who do remotely are properly trained on the systems? Uh, how can I effectively control access to the remote connectivity? Um, I need to prevent connectivity for certain uses at certain period of time or things like that in this. So how can I track who all are connecting to these systems and effectively have uh, a reporting system behind this? So any approach to remote connectivity should address um, at the least a all the above concerns in this. A stable, redundant, platform-based remote connectivity solution can help achieve many of the above goals. In addition, the systems that are directly accessible from outside world should be well demarcated and protected. Systems accessible uh, remotely needs to have additional protections like, you know, the endpoint protections and the cybersecurity protections uh, enabled in those systems. So, Sajeev, I guess in in that same line of thought of challenges that might come up and how to address them, if we think more broadly, what are some ways that companies overall can overcome challenges associated with maintaining digital technologies? I think the intended outcome is to keep the plants and factories running in between shutdowns. And what are some ways this can be achieved? Yeah, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. I could give you uh, a blueprint and implement that. Unfortunately, there is none uh, in addressing these challenges and associated with this maintaining these digital technologies. Every plan is different and every situation is unique. So as I mentioned before, digital transformation is not a one-time activity, but rather a constant process of renewal and technology and changes. The technology becomes obsolete in a blink of an eye. And companies often struggle to keep up. So continuing with inefficient processes and legacy system can be expensive in terms of missed opportunity and excessive waste. This is why a service partner is very critical for the success of digital transformation and maximizing the uptime and productivity. Transformation from a reactive approach to a proactive, predictive, and a prescriptive approach is the way to transform the manufacturing plant. I think those were some really good insights, Sajeev, and I especially like the comment you make about the digital transformation is not a one-time activity. I agree with you completely. It is a progression. It takes time and something that you have to continuously work on. I was very excited that you could join us today to share your experience with ways that digital technologies and digital enterprises can be maintained, Sajeev. Here, do you have any closing thoughts or comments to our listeners before we close out? Yeah, I mean, embracing the digital transformation mission calls for a strategic mind shift, right, from that adopts and leverages new technology. In the face of increasing complexity, in-house resource constraints such, are, such as worker attrition and digital skills gaps have become more pronounced. 
Therefore, it is essential to note that achieving a smart factory objective is not merely putting together new products or uh, technology, but managing and maintaining these technologies. And this is where a service provider can really help plan managers and executives. So transformation isn't just a one-time event, it's a journey, as we keep repeatedly saying this. Together, this journey of digital transformation can be optimally managed and executed. That was a great final comment, Sajeev. Thank you very much. And thank you once again for being our guest on this episode. As always, if you have any questions about the topics that we are discussing here, please feel free to reach out to Sajeev directly. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, any good ideas, any new topics that you would like us to discuss, you can also reach out to Don and myself. We're very open to hearing from you. So if you liked what you heard today, help spread the word by rating the show. And of course, make sure to subscribe so you're in the loop when the next episodes are released. Thank you for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.